Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm Tyson Popplestone, if you're new here. If you've been here for a while, I hope you know that by now. I introduce myself at the start of every episode. What is going on? I was about to brag about how nice the weather is in Point Lonsdale to you all, and I realised about 30 seconds ago that the sun that was shining so brightly this morning in this spot, it's just, it's overcast. I was excited to go over and start working on my summer body at the beach, but I think the swims, I'll probably still do it, but it's going to be cold is what I'm trying to say. I went for a run this morning as well. My, um, oh, bloody, I'm having a little bit of trouble with my left calf. I'm going to have to look into that. I keep, I keep getting like little strains. Once every couple of months, I, I strain it a little bit. And I, I hadn't run much this week just because I'd, you know, been focused. I'd just been going for walks a little bit and been out at the gym. And I thought I, I'll get out there for a bit of a run this morning. First run in a couple of days and I, uh, I got a little strain. I had to, had to do the little shuffle home. So if you're, any, uh, if you're an exercise physiologist out there and you know what that could be, you know what might be tricking that? I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email. Johnny Quinn. Actually, I need to reach out to John Quinn. That's what I need to do. In the car yesterday, I went to, I was in the car for about five hours. I went out to Gippsland, which is where I used to go to school. It's about a, probably like a six hour round trip, maybe even more than that. I was in the car for a long time. And uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to speak to you guys about today. And I think one of the, one of the things that was at the forefront of my mind, and I'd been thinking about it a little bit, it had been something that I'd thought about a lot as a junior athlete as well, and that is what makes a runner elite. Or if you want to expand that a little bit, what helps me get the most out of myself as a runner? Obviously, we don't all have the capacity to run super crazy times like a Stewie McSwain or a Grant Fisher. These boys, Stewie just ran 12.56 for 5Ks last week. Grant Fisher ran 12.46 in the same race. Just There's some incredible performances taking place, and it's it's interesting to speak to new athletes about their perspective on what makes them good and what makes elite runners good. I used to be under the impression when I was young that if I just put in more work than everybody else, if I just ran more and ran faster and did that for longer, then naturally I'll just be a better runner. But I I didn't really think about it broadly enough to recognize the fact that other factors come into play in a sport like distance running, which either you know, help or hinder our ability to be able to run fast. And I think for for people, you know, you don't even necessarily need to be new. I was going to say this is good for new athletes, but it's good for athletes just to consider when they're planning for races, when they're planning their training, when they're planning their goals, when they're thinking about the standards that they would like to reach. Uh, And I think it's forgotten about too much. A lot of us just like to rest on the idea that if we train hard, and we just do that for a long time, then we're going to be the best that we can be. But there's some factors that I think are important to consider along that journey. Before we get into them, I've got about five or six of them that I wanted to share. Just a reminder that if you are an AFL footballer, I mean, you play the sport of Aussie rules football, you don't have to be at the elite level. We've just released our preseason uh, training programs for 2023. So jump on early, be a part of the early members over at relaxrunning.com AFL. If you or your, um, you know, someone in your family or friendship group is a footballer and they might get some value from this, make sure you recommend it. Tell them that for the rest of September, use the coupon code RUNSEPT, that's RUNSEPT, to save 10% before October. But for now, I wanted to speak to you about five or six things that are going to help us become elite in our own capacity, elite in the sense that we're getting the most out of ourselves. So... The first one I wanted to mention is clarify your strengths. 
Clarify your strengths. What does that mean? Well, clarifying your strengths just means taking some time to consider your, your natural speed or your natural endurance or your natural strength. Obviously, uh, if you're a shuffler, you're not gonna be the world record holder for a 100 meter sprinter. And the flip side of that is a lot of the time, if your super raw natural speed is very, very high, chances are you're probably not gonna be targeting the marathon. Now, as a young guy, I, I was not overly quick in comparison to a number of elite middle distance runners. I think when at my fastest, I might have ran just under 12 and a half seconds for 100 meters, maybe maybe not even that fast. My, my top end speed wasn't insane, but it was okay. So I realized that I probably wasn't going to be a 400 or 800 meter runner. I think my speed endurance was my strong point. So I started realizing that if I was going to be good in this sport, it'd probably be like 3,000 or 5,000 meters that were going to be my real focus. Now, the reason this is important to do is because without that clarification, it makes structuring and planning for a race a little bit more difficult. I mean, if you don't know what race it is that you're actually trying to prepare for, how do you train for that? If, you, if someone told you, all right, in 12 months, you're gonna, uh, I want you to train for an event, but they didn't tell you what it was, how, how do you know to train? You don't. It's one of those situations where when you have clarity on what it is you're trying to achieve, it makes structuring the training towards that goal so much easier. So if you've recognized yourself as a marathon runner or a middle distance runner, your next step is to start clarifying what it is you need to do for the training with those particular events. Now, obviously there's a whole heap of information online about what you can do, or maybe you've got a coach. Um, I'm coaching a number of athletes at the moment, so if you're interested in that, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to chat about how we might be able to work together to, to really target your running training specific to your goals. But I think as a foundation, that's a really nice place to lay that foundation because when you can clarify your strength, recognize where you're good, it makes that next step of uh, uh, organizing the training for it so much easier. Now, my point two, I've, I've just sort of ventured into this point through point one, and that is train accordingly. What does that mean? Well, if you've recognized that you're probably most likely gonna be a half marathon runner or a marathon runner, you're not gonna be needing to do four or five really intense speed sessions each week. Instead, you're gonna go out and you're gonna start planning some longer runs, so maybe threshold runs. You wanna develop that ability to be able to try and maintain some effortless running for a longer period of time. Whereas if you're a 1500 meter runner, you might go, okay, I need a little bit of an aerobic base, but also more than that, I'm gonna to have to make sure I'm doing some top end speed. So it's not just the running we need to look at either. It goes even a little further below the, or a little further beyond that. Obviously, if you're gonna be a, an 800 meter runner, if you're gonna be a 1500 meter runner, some strength work, some gym work might even be really beneficial, some real powerful lifting work. I think when you clarify what it is you need to train for and you start figuring out what the best athletes in the world do to train for that, it starts to give you a bit of an idea of what it looks like. And success really does leave clues. Um, if you don't know how to train according to that, as I mentioned, you can get the coaching help, but you can also look at what the, the best runners in their events have done to train specifically for that event. There's so many interviews online of people speaking about their training. There's so many top athletes opening up about the way that they structured their training to get the most out of themselves. It's not a real secret. You don't have to look too far. And obviously, there's a whole heap of episodes on here where I speak to a number of athletes. And I've spoken to enough athletes now to realize that so much of the training for specific events, that the, the grassroots or the foundation, I should say, the foundation 
of the training is very similar. Whether you're an 800 meter runner, a 1500 meter runner, or a marathon runner, it's structured the same. Marathon runners generally have a lot longer miles. 800, 1500 middle distance runners have more focus on that speed and that aerobic capacity. So if you start to figure out, all right, what am I good at? Who else was good at it? Start looking at those athletes. It can give you some more clarity and structure around what it is that you need to do. The third point is uh, something which I, I think a lot of the relaxed running listeners are a big fan of based on the emails and things that I get from you, and that's the one percenters. Obviously, running is more than just about running, and it's more than just about what shoes you wear, and it's about uh, you know how well you sleep. Running is, it's, if running is the umbrella, underneath that umbrella is a whole heap of factors. So things like sleep, how well are you sleeping? Have you, are there any steps that you can take to be able to improve that part of your life? Or nutrition, obviously different athletes have different views on what they need to eat before they run. If you have never gone and spoken to a nutritionist or a dietitian, would really encourage you to do that and take some steps in figuring out what helps your body operate at a higher level. Things like recovery and massage and uh, just making sure you're replenishing and helping what your body's spent to be recovered are really beneficial. And obviously, once you get to a higher and higher level and the running element of your training is quite well structured, these little one percenters can help us just navigate our way through a little more efficiently. You start speaking to elite runners like the Craig Mottrams of the world and you realize that that little things like shoe technology and short technology and just being comfortable in the clothes that you're wearing can make a huge impact on the overall outcome. So don't just get so caught up on thinking, all right, how much further can I run or how much faster can I run, though they are a part of the the training plan. Also ask yourself the question, all right, if I was being really honest and I could boil down uh, you know, five or six different factors that might give me a little advantage over the old me, then that could be really helpful to, to get you started. Because if you've got a rubbish diet and that's something that you clean up specifically under the guidance of what a dietitian encourages you to do, that's a great way to fuel yourself. That's a great way to make sure that you're using your energy reserves really wisely. Now, another thing, and the fourth point, that any of you who have been around here for quite a while are gonna be well aware of the fact that this is something that I just bang on and on and on about. And I'm sorry, but it's consistency. Don't come into the sport and expect immediate results. It just it doesn't happen that way. And I, I say endlessly, I'm like a, a broken record, that running has a reputation for re- rewarding the most consistent athletes. Now, Steve Monaghetti used to always say, and I think he stole this little analogy from Rob D. Costello, is you've got to consider the phone book theory. Now, the phone book theory before the internet was a thing was where all phone numbers were stored in a big catalog and each page was very, very thin. And he described each day of training like one of those pages. So you put down one day of training or you lay one page and that can be very easily torn. It can be very easily broken. But once you start laying down day after day after day or page after page after page, eventually it gets so thick that it's almost impossible to be able to break that. And consistency is beautiful for that because it allows you to be able to develop the strength and the durability and just the ability to be able to get out there and do the hard work that's required. Because I think one thing that's overlooked in the world of distance running is that The one talent that you need, well, the one talent that many of us think is the only talent required to be a good runner is your ability to run fast. But it's not true because I know a number of athletes who are incredibly talented. They were incredibly fast over 1,500 meters. And for a whole variety of reasons, their careers never really went to the level that they should have. And a big part of that was they were constantly broken down 
by injury. Now, if you're a person out there right now, you're listening to this thinking, oh no, that's me, I'm nervous, is this my, I'm not saying this to put you down, I'm not saying this to scare you, I'm saying this because taking some time to consider how you can develop more consistency in your running career could be the breakthrough factor that you need to be able to go to the next level in your running performance. So if you are someone who's been struck down with injury quite regularly and you haven't taken the time to consider why that might be, I'd encourage you to look into it, look below the surface a little bit more, maybe go and speak to a John Quinn or a, a Karen Holes or a, you know, a well-respected sports doctor in your area, wherever you are. Obviously, with the internet these days, Zoom meetings are even an option. So uh, it's just really important that we do that. Now, uh, for those of you who have recognized this and aren't sure how to go about it or you know it, but you're constantly bumping into fatigue and things like that, you've got to be asking questions like, all right, well, what's causing the injuries? What's causing fatigue? What's stopping me from being able to be a consistent athlete? If it means reducing your training a little bit, maybe the intensity and the distance that you're running in order to be able to lay down day after day, month after month, even year after year of training, that's something that I would really encourage you to do because over time, a little bit less each day but done for a year or two has a far better outcome on your running performance than doing a hero session for a week and then needing three weeks off because you've got calf pain or something like that. So figure out what is causing you to lack consistency. Now, the last factor is one that I think a lot of us don't like to talk about, and I certainly didn't really like to talk about it when I was younger, but it's a true factor in the world of distance running, and that is talent. Now, obviously, uh, in the world of running, the world's an unfair place when it comes to the distribution of talent. Some people are incredible runners. Here's the interesting thing. Stuart McSwain, who's just run 12.56 for 5K, his training is no different to what mine was when I ran 8.10 for 3K. Now, he's going through 3K much quicker than that for his 5K race. What, what is that? Well, talent is a big factor. Talent is a huge factor. And I think what's important to recognize is just because we're putting in the hard work and just because we're doing all the, you know, the little one percenters, it doesn't mean that we are guaranteed to be faster than the person next to us. And that's why I think even considering the people next to us is, is you know, it's a discredit to ourselves because nothing strips joy away from our own running as, uh, as quickly as comparison. So what I would encourage you to do is recognize that, sure, okay, talent is one thing. Talent's one factor. But the goal is not necessarily to be faster than everybody else. Your goal, and the only thing that you really have the control over, is how you improve your own running performance. Our goal should be to be better, a, a better athlete than what we were yesterday or a couple of weeks ago and figure out steps that we can take to beat the old us rather than thinking, all right, I have to be faster than everybody else. Because uh, uh, my good mate, he's six foot four. He never goes to the gym, but when he does... He comes with me and he laughs at the weights that I do because I'm in there three or four times a week really consistently, but his natural ability, his strength, his body size just means that the weight that he can lift is, is so much heavier than me. And if we both went into a bodybuilding competition or a, you know, a strength lifting competition, it doesn't matter how hard I work, he's going to be able to outlift me. So if my comparison or my if my joy, I should say, is in beating him, then I'm going to be a pretty sad man all of the time. <laughs> because it's very rare that I'm able to match it with him in the gym. So the same is true for running in every other part of our life. So if you're caught up in the comparison game of looking at how fast someone else is and letting that upset you, I would encourage you to try and make the shift in perspective to just being better than you were yesterday and figuring out what steps you can do to do that. Because improving upon our past results is it's the most exciting thing. And as I said, the only real thing 
that we have control over. So like every week, there's a, a number of other things that we could talk about in this podcast, but I wanted to keep this one a short little bite-sized one just to share a few little nuggets of wisdom that I had have known, uh, you know, especially earlier in my running career, but even later in my running career, it would have been helpful. They're not super standout, like just mind-blowing thoughts, but they're things that we forget. And often that's the way with the simple things that make the biggest difference. We just forget to pay attention to them. So feel free to send me your thoughts on what you think are beneficial things to make sure we're getting the most out of ourselves as athletes. I'll share some of my favorite ones on Instagram. Hey, a reminder that these are all available over at YouTube as well. So if you type Relax Running into YouTube, um, you'll be able to find not only the podcast, but also just real helpful, practical, simple guides to improve elements of your running sport or your running game, whether you're a distance runner or in a running-based sport. So hope that was helpful, guys. Would love to hear your thoughts. But until next week, I'm back next week with an interview, um, which you're really going to enjoy. I've got a strength coach coming back on here from the United States to share some thoughts on, you know, further developing that part of our routine. So I hope you're looking forward to that. If you do have any guest recommendations or you'd like to hear from someone in particular, let me know so I could reach out and invite them on the podcast. All right, guys, big love to you. Happy training and uh, I'll see you all here next week. Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com 